Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here because while I'm still coming at you from downtown San Diego with my dog Lizzie sleeping at my feet and I'm envisioning that we're sitting across from each other just drinking coffee or maybe we're having a glass of wine or for this episode, we might be having jalapeno margaritas. I will tell you it's a little different because I'm now a fiance. (laughs) My boyfriend of over 10 years, Cena proposed on the 4th of July and it was epic. And this is my first time recording an episode. And I just wanted to thank you for connection on social media. We received so much love and outpouring um, of excitement for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've heard Cena on the podcast, uh, he was episode number 44. And we talked a lot about our relationship over the last 10 years, the ups and downs and moving from Seattle to New York for him to go to NYU while I worked at uh, Google and built my business on the side. And then when he graduated dental school, we packed up all of our stuff and moved in a minivan <laughs> to San Diego. And we've lived in San Diego for a year now at the time that I'm recording this podcast. So we've been through a lot and we've been very public about sharing our story. And um, it was really cool to hear your feedback about the engagement and your and just share the excitement. So thank you so much. But that's not the point of this episode. But today's topic was sparked by the feeling associated with getting engaged after dating for a decade and some of the responses that I got on social media about it. Of course, a lot of positive feedback, but also some women that mentioned to me them feeling anxious about their next milestones, whether that's engagement or wedding or having kids or buying a house. And I thought, dang, like, I need to talk about this topic and I want to give some tangible action steps and mindset approaches that have worked for me just navigating being 29 in a 10 year relationship, trying to like do all the things. And I want to break down three components in a shorter gut check style episode that I think you might vibe with. And I will disclaimer, I need you to keep telling me what you vibe with, okay? So if we are connected on Instagram, when you tag the podcast or when you DM me with what episodes you love or topics you want to hear or guests, like I take that feedback and I will apply it because I want this to be a podcast that it does feel like we're best friends chatting, not just me like sitting by myself as a fiance with my dog, right? So today we're going to talk about three different areas. Number one, whose rules are you playing by in life? Number two, comparison through the lens of milestones in life. And number three, what are you actually worrying about? And does it really matter? So number one, whose rules are you playing by? Have you asked yourself that question? Because that is the question that I'm asking myself often. Am I building a life that I want or what society is telling me I should want by a certain age or by you know certain milestones that I should have reached by now at this stage of my life? Am I building a life that I want? Are you building a life that you want or what your parents want? 
or what they've decided makes sense for your life with their rule book. Because truthfully, at the end of the day, as much as we can love our parents and respect their opinions and they can love us and want the best for us, it's our life. And if we're playing by their rules and we don't actually love the lives that we have, not only is that unfair to us to you know, live an uh, unfulfilling and unfun life, that's devastating, honestly, because we've got one shot here. But on top of that, if we're living by someone else's rules, that's eventually going to build up resentment towards them. And that's not fair to them, is it? And even same rules apply for our best friends, our girlfriends. I have so many girlfriends that I love and respect and admire and I'm so freaking grateful for, but the lives and the path that they're taking is a path that I don't want to take just as they wouldn't want to take my path, right? So it's it's that concept that when you know what you actually want, you find that you're not as anxious about what other people are telling you to do or what society is telling you to do, or even the people that you love and surround yourself with are doing. You're not worried about that because you're doing you. And it's funny because I was thinking about, you know, with us getting engaged that I've actually been in 12 weddings as a bridesmaid or a maid of honor. And I have a lot of really amazing friends that I'm so grateful for, but few of them, honestly, I think only one couple had been together longer than Sina and I had been. But I'm telling you this because I swear to you on my life that I never felt jealous of my girlfriends that were getting married before me. And I realized that's kind of rare. And I was thinking, why is it that I haven't been jealous? And I've been so freaking genuinely excited for other people that have even dated less time than Cena and I dated when I was in their wedding. And it was because I'm secure with my own path and excited about my path. And part of that has come from a continuing dialogue that Sina and I have had in our relationship for the last decade. So it's important that if someone else is involved with your milestone, right? Like getting married or having a baby or buying a house, milestones as that, you know, that would describe like another person's probably involved with that. Um, Have you had not just one conversation, but have you integrated a continual dialogue about your timeline of what you want for your life and why you want it? And I'll be honest with you, that has really helped me with Sina. I knew that once he finished dental school, We would move to San Diego. We would get situated. I didn't really know how long that would take us. And then I knew that we would, you know, probably get married in 2020 or 2021. I knew about that timeframe. I didn't know when we would get engaged, but I knew that we were on the same page about what order of priorities we wanted. We wanted to get married before we bought a house and before we had kids. And those were the main milestones that were coming up that we wanted to order in a particular way that made sense to us. Not everyone's going to do that. There's no right or wrong way. But that ongoing conversation made me feel so secure and confident with our path that I didn't feel anxious when other people asked me about the path, right? I trusted ours. So I wasn't envious of others that had a different path than mine because I just knew that it was different than mine, right? So I think it's important that, of course, we can say, screw what people think. We don't owe them an answer. But when you're at dinner with someone like, Aunt Sally, let's just use her as an example because I don't have an Aunt Sally. And she's like, you know, 
you've been together for five years. Are you guys ever putting a ring on it? Are you ever getting engaged? I, I, I honestly, I don't have anyone in my family that talks like that. So I don't know where that accent came from. Point is, when other people are asking you about your path, if you are on the same page with your significant other because of constant communication, you just feel a little more secure, you know? And like I've said in other episodes, truly, if you're letting someone else's opinion of your timeline dictate what you're doing with your life, you're going to end up with a crap ton of resentment towards them if you do do it the way that they want you to do it, if that's not what you actually want. And if you're not living a life that's fun and fulfilling for you, that's devastating. Really, that is because you've only got one shot here. So it's important to know what you want and have those conversations. If someone else is involved with it, right? If you are getting married to another person, which that's essentially what marriage is, marrying another human, right? Um, If you are having a baby with another human, if you're buying a house with another human, those are the main three that I, I hear a lot about this stage of life. If those are the milestones and you're getting anxious about it, make sure that you're not having this dialogue in your head by yourself or with your girlfriends and wishing that your significant other got it, but you haven't had that conversation with them or told them, why it matters, right? Why matters so much more than what when we're in a relationship. And while I'm not a relationship expert, I'm just going to share with you. I have tried to go with the what approach and it did not go over well of like, ah, like, why are we getting married? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's never going to work. And think about it. If you are on the receiving end of that, that's probably going to put you in a defensive mode and no one's going to win there. So no, Whose rules that you're playing by? And I hope that they're yours, girl, right? When you know what you want, you're going to be convicted in your own path and you're not going to feel the need to argue with someone else about your path or disprove their path as being wrong, okay? And if you really haven't gotten to the reason of why you want what you want, when you ask yourself, why do I want this? Take marriage, for example. Why do I want to be married? You're going to get like a surface layer answer. Like, oh, it just makes sense. We've been together for X amount of time. I want to be married to have kids. But when you ask why, and then you ask why again, and you get to something that's really heart-based, that's going to be received so well from your significant other, right? Versus if you're just telling them the surface layer answer that doesn't really hit home with them as much. So again, I just want to share what's worked for me because I've done a lot of things in the last 10 years that didn't work. So I figured if I'm going to be open, I'm going to be honest. So number two, comparison of milestones. It solves itself a little bit, this whole comparison element, when you do get really secure with your own path and love the path that you're on, because you find that you just compare yourself less because it's like apples to oranges. They're very different when you're looking at other people's path. But if you're finding yourself comparing through social media to other people that are hitting milestones that you've perceived that you need to be hitting at a certain stage or age, I would ask yourself, why is that triggering you? Is it because someone's getting married and you haven't found your person yet? Or is it because someone's getting married and you're in a relationship and you're not sure if this is your person? Is it because you're comparing that someone else has this picture perfect life and they don't ever fight with their significant other? Spoiler alert, you know they do, right? But you're comparing your behind the scenes like no bra, messy bun, like zit on your cheek like I have right now from eating cheese to their professional engagement pictures you know, with a Pinterest quote and like they're all filtered and stuff. Of course, you're going to feel insecure about yourself if you're comparing someone else's carefully curated content to your behind the scenes. But I think 
What you look for, you're going to find. So knowing why someone's triggering you can help you then control the controllables. If you're getting triggered by someone that's getting married and you don't have your person yet, I can't say I understand what it's like to be you because I can never say that I understand exactly what it's like to be you. But I can say maybe there are things that you can't control. Can you get out there more? Can you talk to more strangers? Can you get on the apps? There weren't even those apps before Cena and I started dating. There was no apps. So can you tell you know your girlfriends that matter to you that you do want to put yourself out there? Can you go on some dates even if you might feel like it's going to be a pain in the butt sometimes? Like, Can you control something about that? If you aren't married and you want to be married to the person that you're dating, like, can you have a really honest conversation about why? Or are you going to sit there and compare and wish that you were doing that when maybe there's an opportunity for an open conversation to happen, an open, honest conversation, right? You're in a partnership with that person. If you're dating them, you want to have those open, honest conversations. And how to approach that is going to be completely dependent on, you know, who who you're in a relationship with, but some good tangible steps were given in the Rachel Wright and Kyle Wright episode that I'll link in the show notes about how to kind of navigate some of these milestone conversations. So I want to make sure that I'm giving you resources from experts because I'm not a relationship expert um, that might help you if you're needing to have a conversation that you haven't yet had. And honestly, if I was single right now, I would be focusing on doing me and being the best freaking me that I could be so I can attract someone that's on my level, right? And doing me until someone came along and helped me do me better. That's what I would be doing if I was single. And I understand I could be getting an eye roll in Trader Joe's right now from someone that is single that's like, Keisha, you don't understand. You are talking about being a fiance of the single that is la 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 on your Instagram. I get it. I hear you. But I would tell you that that's what I feel as if I would do. And that's the only type of advice that I can give you because I'm not in your shoes. Right. And then the last thing that I did want to talk about, because I feel like this is um, a milestone that we often compare ourselves to as females in the demographic that listens to this podcast is around pregnancy and fertility. And if you're struggling with this, I wish I could jump through my phone or through your phone, I guess, and hug you and tell you, I love you and it's going to work out. And I wish that I could just be there with you. I can't imagine how that feels. And you know, in the future, who knows, maybe that will be something that I'll be coming to you talking about. But right now I don't understand how that feels and I'm not going to pretend like I do, but I will say there is a lot of power in unfollowing people that trigger you. Stop typing the names into Facebook of people that are like going through their pregnancy and you're going through your pregnancy and you feel a hot mess express and they're like, pregnancy is great, right? Unfollow the people that don't serve you because it's your job to protect yourself and your energy and your mindset. But also with fertility issues, what types of content are you consuming? Because I will link in the show notes one other episode that could be really powerful for you. Obviously, I said I'm going to link Rachel and Kyle writes about relationship talk and I'll link, you know, um, Cena and I's if you want to hear the backstory of like kind of our relationship and how we've navigated ups and downs. But also I will link Shelly Metling's episode, which Shelly um, wrote a book about her fertility journey of having four miscarriages before she had a baby with the fifth. Um, and I think she's very honest and she gives a lot of real talk honesty of how she felt, how her husband felt. And I think that's a really powerful episode that someone who has been through this can connect with. So if you haven't heard that episode 
or you have a friend that's struggling, I would highly recommend that you send that episode to her because like I said, it's my job to give you tools that can empower you to live a life that you love. And when you're in a dark place that I can't quite understand because I'm not there, I want to make sure that I'm giving you resources. And finally, one last comparison resource that I want to give you. If you're struggling with comparison that's less related to timeline milestones, right? Like maybe the getting married, having a baby, buying a house, those types of milestones that we often, you know, make a big deal in society. I would definitely check out my episode that I've done about comparison that I'll link as well in the show notes because in a social media world, I just want you to know that you're not alone, but I do think comparison can be used to serve us if we look at it through the right lens, right? And I don't like to say right or wrong, but right lens to me means it feels good. When you're using comparison as a way to show you what's possible or to inspire you to take action while you're celebrating someone else, that can be a really powerful tool to help you build a life that you love. And in that particular episode, I talked a lot about that. So I will link Kyle and Rachel Wright's talking about relationship, Shelly Metlin's talking about fertility, and then of course my comparison episode that's just talking about how to use comparison to serve you, okay? Because I want to give you some tools. So like I said, number one, whose rules are you playing by? I hope you're playing by rules that you're excited about for your one life here. Number two, comparing yourself. I wanted to give you some resources for different milestones in your life that you might be comparing yourself. And number three, I want to just briefly talk about what are you worrying about? And does it really matter, right? Because I think sometimes in an instant gratification society, it's easy to focus on what's the next thing that we forget that all we're actually guaranteed is today. And without getting super morbid, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Okay, so could I. We just do not know. Imagine if we take each day and we focus on finding magic in the mundane moments and celebrating where we're at now, being excited about where we're at and proud of where we're at and grateful for what we have now and then focus on what's next because we love to have goals and things to look forward to. That's that's a human uh, emotion that we want things to look forward to. I get that and I feel you on that. But don't forget to savor the stage that you're in now. So yes, I recently got engaged and you best believe I am excited to be a fiance and I instantly changed Cena's name in my phone to fiance and I keep like calling him fiance. I'm like, fiance, can you pass me a paper towel? Fiance. And I'm going to just savor the crap out of it, right? Maybe some people will unfollow me on Instagram because they're annoyed by me. I don't really care because I want to savor the stage that I'm in right now. Yes, that means we're going to have to figure out what color tablecloths I think that's something you have to do. Like, you know, figure all that stuff. Yes, we will get it done, but I'm going to be so intentional about being focused on each stage and savoring where I'm at now. And again, I want to be very cautious about not saying that I understand what it's like to struggle with fertility. And I cannot even imagine if you're listening to that, this right now, and that's something that you're struggling with, I won't tell you I get it, but I will say, can you just try a tiny bit, if you're waiting on getting married or buying that house or getting that promotion, can you say, how can I fall in love with the process just a little bit more rather than just what the process could produce? Because you don't get a prize for getting to a milestone faster. 
Because after you get married and you have your kids, then what's your next goal? After you've checked all of those things on your on your list, did you know the average age for divorce is 42? So wouldn't it matter that you focus on building the stability in your relationship, in your new marriage, in your engagement thing? What do you call this stage of just being engaged, your fiance-ness? I might've made that word up. But isn't it important to savor the process and the milestones before you just get so damn focused on what's coming next? Maybe it's better not to rush. Maybe life is rigged in your favor. So if you don't have your person yet, it's because if you attracted the person that you think you deserve right now before you leveled up in your life and constantly kept focusing on evolving, maybe you wouldn't marry the right person and you'd end up getting divorced. Maybe life is rigged in your favor, right? Have you ever thought about it that way? I believe to my core that when it's hard, right? Even though it's so freaking hard when we're in it, we are gifted our struggles for a reason in order to grow and evolve as humans and learn through those experiences. So buckle up girl, because you're listening to this podcast because we're in this together and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? I'm trying, trying to navigate this with you. We're in this together. So buckle up with me. It's not going to work out the way that we planned, but maybe it's going to be better. Mm, right? Until next time, I'll talk to you soon, girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.